完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいこれは海賊王になる待ってなんとおいしさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8 Bit and our sexy audio based legends over at Audio Technica. Go and upgrade your audio game today over at audiotechnica.com. And joining me on this episode is a man who loves to share his love for video games, the Baltimore Ravens, printmaking, and miniature painting with his fantastic community over at twitch.tv forward slash the Wraith WA, which is the exact same place you can check out his podcast, The Morning Show, which he co hosts with his friend Steel. You can find him on all of the socials at the Wraith WA. Tom, welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? Oh, I'm doing so well today. And that was a banging introduction. And I thank you. And how, Baltimore Ravens, it's because I've been repping the hoodie on my streams lately. <laughs> I, I like to keep my finger on the pulse. And, That's um, it. You know, it's, I'm, it's funny because I'm an American football or NFL fan myself. My team also has purple as one of its primary colors, but I'm a Vikings Ooh, boy, oh, not a Vikings. Ravens boy. So, so, yeah, we've got the NFC and AFC rivalries going on. Oh, here, excellent. You know what? It's it's a time. It's a yeah. time. Does Lamar does Lamar stay or does Lamar go? I know there's some off season drama with Lamar Ooh. Jackson, the potential quarterback of the future. Look, I'm happy I'll be happy if he stays. But you know, if he gets you gotta follow the money. I totally understand that. But uh, as long as we don't lose our uh, our goal kicker, I think it's Justin Tucker. Oof. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, so the, the greatest so of all time, just about. I oh, I know. He's in some very rare air, Justin Tucker, but uh yeah, be very curious to see what happens with Lamar Jackson as we mm-hmm. move our way closer to the 2023 slash 2024 season. But yeah, we are not here for an NFL-based podcast. No. That's probably something you can find elsewhere. But uh, we're here talking anime, we're talking life and everything else in between. And I guess we could start off things, Tom, with getting your origin story from maybe a broader lens. We can then scale it and focus it to an anime focus. But, you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you're doing over there on your Twitch channel, whether it be, you know, the many forms of podcasting and content creation you're doing. And yeah, give us give us the elevator pitch. Tell us the Tom story. Oh, the Tom story. Well, we'll start with the streaming stuff because that's, you know, current. So, yeah, basically I stream uh, Monday nights and Wednesday nights and on the weekends I do the morning mm-hmm. show, which is a, a podcast talk show that I do with my friend, Steel305, another performer, uh, former professional wrestler. We're both actually performer, former f- professional wrestlers, where the name The Wraith comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we just talk about all the latest pop culture news. Uh, it's a bit of a dumpster fire. We just kind of play on that. Uh, we just, you know, all the nudi- nerdy news you need to know. It's just a week late, right? I and mean, it's all fine. out at our fine. lol and our hot takes, and it's good times. And really, really, me and Steer, we just bounce off each other's um, personalities and stuff. It's a good time. Otherwise, I'm painting models on Wednesday nights. That's called Mini Madness. Yeah, I paint Warhammer models. So I'm well into the Warhammers. Mm-hmm. I don't play, I just paint. And what else do I do is I build mobile suits, like Gundam. So that's anime yes. related. So yes, mobile yes, suit Mondays. Uh, right now I'm building a master grade version car, Suzabi, from Char's Counterattack. It's huge. It's the biggest Gundam yes. I've ever built. Uh, but yeah, so I love me some Gundam. But that's, that's a story for another time. I love me some Gundam too. Yeah, so the origin story. And then I, I want to then drill a little bit deeper on this wrestling thing they oh, just sort of casually just snuck oh, in there. just slide just, it in just there snuck it in there i love it uh but yeah let's let's go to the origin story let's let's talk now we'll talk about the origin story from an anime perspective mm-hmm. shortly i think let's let's talk wrestling let's, okay, let's go let's to the wrestling, wrestling because okay. it's all i can think about right now. all right okay so uh i started professional wrestling with southern hemisphere wrestling alliance oh god i don't know maybe 2008 when, when, mm-hmm. when the, the company started. It was 2008. Uh, so anyway, I had a illustrious wrestling career for like eight years, all in Western Australia. I wrestled... Oh, actually, I wrestled a few people. I wrestled Sanjay Dutt. Uh, I was a tag team match with B-Boy. Uh, I was in an intergender match with Mercedes Martinez. 
what else? Uh, otherwise, I wrestled some some superstars from Australia: Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, Jared Slate. So I was just wrestling with all those guys, doing the wrestles. The Wraith is very was very anime uh, inspired as well. I used okay. to actually paint a, a white cross on my face and run a market. We flipped and flopped with heels. I did it, I did it for like just under shy of ten years. And long story short, I don't wrestle any longer because um, I fell off a push scooter and it just uh, shattered my ankle. Go figure. <laughs> and I'm old now. So I was, finally, I got over all my injuries and I was like, I'm pretty old. So I think it's just to put up the boots. I did refereeing for a little while, but uh, now I'm just focusing on my um, on streaming and carrying on there. I, I love that. So, in, in your wrestling heyday, what what was your finisher? Or, or I oh. guess do you have, did you have like a bit of a signature move set? Yeah, as well? I had like, a heaps of signature break, break moves. Break it down for stuff. me. All right. So, I uh, some some of the things I did the shadows over hell, which is essentially uh, a top rope back splash. So you set the guy up so they're sort of like bending over, and then you like jump off the top rope and give them a splash, and they sort of like pancake. My finisher was called the Heaven's Door, and it was just a standing. Standing jumping DDT. It was pretty simple because I'm only a little dude and I've wrestled a lot of big guys. Actually, one guy actually picked me up like a fish once. That's pretty funny. So, like, I just gave I it a little bit like of this. behind of the magic. So, I was on my front and he's grabbed me by the foot and kind of as he's hoited me up, I just gave a little bit of a stank. And next minute, like, yeah, he's like literally holding me up like a fish. I've done this flip. It was insane. Uh, so anyway, I'm a little dude, so I've always decided that, you know, I've got to do a move that I could do on everyone, because there's no point, like, oh, I'm going to do an overhead press, like some guys. Yeah, I wrestled just not the... practical, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually wrestled a guy who was seven foot tall, uh, the giant Jesus. coyote. He's also a streamer. Go check him out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did a DDT, which is just the standing side headlock, and yeah, you fall on your back, and then you drive their head into the canvas. All right? So that was my finisher. <laughs> I, I do love the many variations of a good DDT. Oh, like I, I'm so a many. sucker for a for a tornado DDT. That's still probably my favorite to watch, especially when they can sort of snap it down and almost mm-hmm. like a exclamation point the the person copying the the copying the DDT. Mm-hmm. So it's you know just head and body yeah, vertical. Yeah, and they but, just do uh, a nice 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 spike cell. It's it's gold. Yeah, it's golden. a good DDT. There's not much better in in professional wrestling as far as just simplicity, but also brutality because it oh. looks like it's not a good time. Like no. I, I never wrestled professionally but we had a, a backyard wrestling league as, as kids yes! we got into it for a good few years yeah i um i was a bit of a fan of rob van dam so my name oh. was bren van dam did oh, the whole bren thing van dam. so i had had a i think mine was like a, a two and a half star frog splash it wasn't oh, okay. a five star frog splash like rvd but uh <laughs> yeah the, the cwf the kuma wrestling federation we had oh, belts made intros done the whole the whole kit and caboodle many injuries were had because oh, yeah. we weren't we weren't professionally trained no but it was a good time. I mean, I, I look, man. I started yarding as well, so that's how yeah. I started. We all, we all start somewhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's a hell, it's a hell of a time, and and it, it's a great, uh, it's a great form of entertainment. Whether you, I guess, taking part in it or just watching live or, or on mm-hmm. screen, there's just so many talented performers out there. So mm. it's it's kind of cool. This is the first uh, professional wrestler I've had here on More Than Hentai. So oh, it's well, great. There you go. See, anime touches everyone. You know, exactly. It's all walks of life. But yeah, support local wrestling. That's all I can say. Go out. There's so many 100%. local shows going on all the time. So just go check them out. Exactly. And, and it's awesome to see so many great Australian wrestlers having global success mm-hmm. in, in a whole heap of uh, whole heap of promotions. So yeah, get mm-hmm. out there and check out the check them out. Literally bleeding and sweating oh, and absolutely. crying for your entertainment. So give it a peek. But yeah, let's let's sort of scale back to uh, the, the topic at hand here, which is anime. Mm-hmm. So Tom, let's let's hear your anime origin story. Where did it begin for you? Let's talk about some of your favorite anime that you've watched over over the years, maybe mm-hmm. favorite tropes, least favorite things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, share those stories with me. Well, the the origin story, it's sort of like everyone that, you know, like we all grew up in Australia, uh, Cheese TV, Agro, all those sort of things, uh, but the video store, and actually I've got to say, I've got to shout out to my dad. He's actually the, probably the one that encouraged my anime watching. So, I you know, there was this. all the um, the stuff on Cheese TV, the Saturday morning stuff, but he was he's a huge cinephile. Like, he loves his movies, thousands of DVDs, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So, we're at the video store, and uh, he, Hackenstance, he watched this movie, and then he's like, oh, you should check it out. Uh, I think it was like, I was about 13, 14 around the time. Uh, it was called Venus Wars. It's like these kids on mecha bikes. Like, anyway, 
walls in space. It was sick. And that sort of like led me on to go into the video store and then just like hiring out every single volume, the VHS that was there. So I was watching it out of order, sub dubbed, like literally whatever <laughs> you pick up, we, we were just devouring it all. And so, you know, the good stuff from the youth, besides the, the big hitters like Evangelion, like Dragon Ball, all those, but you know, we were checking out Macross Plus and uh, other things around that time, like the Fatal Fury movies, all the, the, the Ooh, video yeah. game tie-in animated the movies around the early 90s and the late 90s. Yeah, there was so much good stuff, like Bubblegum Crisis, all that cyberpunk stuff and the stuff that was brought in by um, by manga, because that's how we used to pronounce it. <laughs> manga yeah. distribution. That's a good Aussie does. Manga. manga yeah, like, oh, did you check it out there, mangas? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly how my dad was like, oh, you should check out. You got any more of their mangas? And I'm like, yeah, dad, you should check out this one. <laughs> And, you know, the Ninja Scroll and Akira, all the greats. And then, obviously, in the 90s, and then we moved into the DVD era. And that's where, you know, and the, and shout out. I, I've blessed, blessed, blessed the video store. And it sucks that they're no longer around because the collapse mm-hmm. of the video store really put a big hamper on my anime watching. Yeah. <laughs> so, the early aughts and all that. And then you got the internet days. And, well, the early aughts, you know, I got into Bleach, Naruto, uh, One Piece. I'm a huge Naruto fan, so I've seen it all. Even in Baruto, I'm up to date. I've seen, I've seen it all. Yeah, Bleach, Naruto. Good, bad, and otherwise, right? <laughs> that's it. you got to appreciate the bad to uh, to get to the good stuff. It just makes the, mm-hmm. the good even better. Uh, yeah, so the last few years, I've just been mainly uh, checking out Gundam. Now that thanks to streaming services, it's much easier and the, the way they're distributing stuff. So I'm just catching up on everything on the last decade. I'm mainly into shonen, mecha military, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of keep away from... I'll say it now. I don't like Itsukai. Like- <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's it's funny. Like I had Liam on the most recent episode and him and I are Isekai fanboys, but yeah. it is a very volatile subgenre for sure like yeah. you either love it or you despise it with every ounce of your mm-hmm. being it feels like there's yeah, no in between not, like i get into him it's funny because i was watching tokyo revengers and that starts and i'm like oh it's an itsukai oh here we go i didn't realize but no it's a time it's a bit different yeah but, time uh, travel maybe time travel yeah so i was like oh, really I'll, let it, I'll let it go oh it's tokyo revengers is great but um we're not here to talk about that so much i'm just you know devour anything that sort of falls within my like my genre likes and don't get me wrong i like the itsukai some of them are good i just think come on can't you just have a proper fantasy setting does the guy but now i guess how they're leaning into it like that's the whole point that the guy is coming to the world and he's bringing that stuff over yeah but you know it's not all good it's not a forever i just kind of i lean away from it there's so much out there to watch you know it's so good so that's my anime origin That's that's the good and the bad thing with with anime or just media in general. Like the, mm-hmm. the influx and the instant accessibility to all this is fantastic, but overwhelming as hell. Like it's so hard to stay on top of everything. And mm-hmm. like you were talking about Gundam alone, like there is so many spin offs and, and standalone series and breakaways they've done off that franchise. Like mm-hmm. the the Witch of Mercury, which is doing the rounds oh. at the moment, I absolutely adore. Adore adore it it's it's a bit of a return to form for gundam for me like oh man it's so good. i really like you know gundam seed um also like uh gundam zero zero and a, a mm-hmm. couple of the others but there is a few big misses in that mm-hmm. fabled franchise but yeah witch of mercury cannot wait to start consuming oh. season two of that i started it's very good yeah there's only two episodes out but you know it's very good but yeah with just with gundam there's just so much and that's what essentially all i've been doing like a lot of my stuff I've been watching is just catching up on all the Universal Century stuff because it's surprisingly how much is on Netflix, how much is on Crunchyroll. So they're slowly getting out all the original Gundam stuff. So you can actually go mm-hmm. check out the original 1979 TV show. And it's a hard watch, I'll say that. It, it can be a hard watch. Some of the stuff from the 70s, 80s, and even like into the early 90s, the either the animation style or potentially the tone or just some of the, I guess, the things that, that is They've always been controversial, but I guess to be more widely accepted back mm-hmm. in those days as far as the the nudity and the sexual innuendos and mm-hmm. the, the sexual exploitation of, of most of, like, let's be honest, female characters that may always copper badly. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 worth a watch because you can sort of see the origin stories then just, yeah, transitioning to some of the current Gundam or the current, uh, you know, reimagined other anime that they're sort of redoing. It's it's great to see where the technology or even just the artistic styling has gone from then to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see like the actual 
timeline. You can see how they've evolved and the design changes and the yeah. new sensibilities and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but some of that stuff in, in that time period as well is just a classic that will never be able to be replicated really to like your Akira's and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll eventually probably refresh that and we've got a live action adaptation maybe coming one day with Mark Wahlberg, question oh, mark. I heard Leon, no, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio at one point, I swear, was attached to it. Yeah. I just kind of like block that stuff out. Like Gundam's, Netflix has the Gundam rights. Who knows where that's going? But we get yeah. One Piece soon. Hold yeah, on and, and from what I've seen from the like the the onset uh, photos and stuff, it looks decent. It looks like it's done with a lot of love and care for the source material. But who knows? You know, yeah, we saw knows? what they did with Cowboy Bebop. So no, we don't talk about that. Knows? <laughs> <laughs> but what we can talk about is our title in focus here mm-hmm. on this episode of More Than Hentai. And for listeners, if this is your first time stopping on by, the way this podcast works is we're going to be doing a singular deep dive on one anime in question. We're going to be unpacking everything from that first episode from said anime, talking good, bad, and everything else in between. And our title in focus for this episode is none other than Blue Period, which is a coming-of-age drama manga series with over 4.5 million copies currently in circulation. It was written and illustrated by Tsubasa Yamaguchi, and we saw a 12-episode anime series produced by Seven Arcs, who also have done Magical Girl, and the music was done by Ipe Inoue, originally airing from October to December of 2021 on Netflix, and it is available in a sub and dub format. It currently holds a score of 7.82 on my anime list based on 183,000 users, and the story of Blue Period is as follows. Second-year high school student Yutori Yaguchi is a delinquent with excellent grades, but is unmotivated to find his true calling in life. Yutori spends his days working hard to maintain his academic standing while hanging out with his equally unambitious friends. However, beneath his carefree demeanor, Yutori does not enjoy either activity and wishes he could find something more fulfilling. While mulling over his predicament, Yutora finds himself standing at a vibrant landscape of Shibuya. Unable to express how he feels about the unusually breathtaking sight, he picks up a paintbrush, hoping his thoughts will be conveyed on canvas. After receiving praise for his work, the joys he feels sends him on a journey to enter the extremely competitive Tokyo University of the Arts, a school that only accepts one in every 200 applicants. Facing talented peers, a lack of understanding of the fine arts, and struggles to obtain his parents' approval, Yutora is uh, is confronted by much adversity, and in the hopes of securing one of the five prestigious spots in his program of choice, Yutora must show that his inexperience does not define him. So, Tom, we're talking episode one, which is called Awakening to the Joy of Painting. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you think about this episode? We can go whichever way you want with this as far as good, bad, otherwise. We could go beat for beat from the the main sort of story from episode one. Take me on a journey about your time with Blue Period. Well, the first episode, there's a lot of like dress setting, I guess, the first episode. Because it starts off, it opens where the boys are all hanging out, smoking darts and drinking. And I realize that's pretty delinquent behavior for some... Um, mm-hmm. It's got the old anime age confusion. Where it's like, these guys are acting like they're in their mid-twenties, but they're high school yeah. students. But anyway, so maybe that's how it works. I don't know. They let minors in bars over there. But anyway, they're smoking darts and they, you kind of get that haze that he's a bit of a delinquent, a bit of a slacker. And then just that, that first scene where like he captures his, the morning of Shibuya like that's where I was like oh this is where it starts to get interesting and you know obviously the episode plays out and yeah I I was kind of hooked after the first episode and it just it just took me away I ended up actually watching like all of it and I apologize Uh, it just took me away because it's just yeah I really enjoyed the way they sort of like when he floats out into the blue and how he sort of interprets the scene like that and the way they sort of just just settle on and they just kind of focus and they're just still on a couple of frames throughout the mm-hmm. episode. I just really appreciated that. Just is at an artistic level, I guess. Um but yeah, it, it really I like the slice of life. So it didn't hurt that I was going into the slice of life. And it also I'm actually another little secret. I was an art student. So this okay. just took me like back just took me back. And the crunches and the pressures and the of of art school, I guess. And yeah, it took a little bit. The first episode was a little bit confronting as well in some aspects with um, Yakatori's behavior. Like it kind of like that. There's a one altercation in the middle of the episode with, but you know, we can get into that. 
So it's it's yeah. How did you feel? You know, here's me rambling. I um I, I really enjoyed it too. Like uh yeah, I've I've watched the entirety of the of the anime front to back. I watched mm-hmm. all twelve episodes maybe middle of last year. So I've done a refresh over the last week or so and I watched the the first three episodes again. And I never went to art school, but I've always been big into creative arts and always uh, studied art through high school. Even when electives came, I did visual mm-hmm. arts and things. So there is some some similar beats like you mentioned where I, I can sort of put myself into Yatora's shoes a little bit and understand these pressures and the creative process and the crunch and the hitting of the walls. But like you mentioned as well, I really like that sort of dream state where he goes into, I guess, ultimate creative process mode and he becomes part of the painting and he sees the colors and he's floating and becoming part of the canvas. I really like that. And even though, you know, I've never experienced something like that physically, it feels like when you do have those creative breakthroughs where you become part of the art, whether it be a podcast we're making, a, a mini we're painting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever the creative process is, when you start to become and feel your your heartbeat as part of this overall practice, mm-hmm. I, I know what that feels like. And I'd say you would too, being a creative-minded person, like where it becomes one and the same or an extension of yourself. So it was kind of nice to be able to relate and understand where this this anime could potentially be going. And, mm-hmm. and the realism, like, yeah, I, I love Slice of Life anime as well. And- a sucker for anything in that sort of subgenre, but especially when it leans into the creative process, it hooked me from the get-go. Like I was yep. such a big fan and I liked the characters, the assortment, like and and there was some similarities. Like I'm I wasn't like fourth in the class at school all the time like uh like Yatora was where he's you know he's clearly working hard. I, I did reasonably well at school, but I was a delinquent as well, I guess you could say. So there, there was some some loose, similar uh, footprints I was following here from this anime and, and my upbringing. So uh, I felt very seen in a way as I watched mm-hmm. this, where I'm like, is this sort of loosely based around me, but not? So it was nice to really have that personal attachment to the anime. Yeah, yeah, especially like it was, this was a very anim- easy anime to put yourself in the person's shoes where, you know, like sometimes Slice of Life, it's always easy to do that. But especially this one, I guess, mm. being a creative and like you said, that whole dream, like it, you know when you're there, when you're in the zone. And it's funny when I'm streaming sometimes like an hour goes past and I'm just like, whoa, was I painting for an hour? Like nonstop. It's just wild when you get into that. And I, and I totally understand where like that feeling of going through and seeing the piece sort of in your mind and trying to get it onto the the page yeah it really blew me away and just how it like likes to sit and be still like with a lot of anime you know it's all like bombastic and you know over the top but this is very even for a slice of life i found was pretty pretty very still a lot of quiet moments which a lot of quiet moments with some great uh, vocal deliveries or great lines, mm-hmm. especially the art teacher. She's she's a wise woman. She was mm-hmm. dropping so many little nuggets of truth that you just hear, or at least I do. Like it, it, you know, obviously some some of the things in these anime don't resonate with everybody. But no. like one of the lines where she's like, you know, art is a language without words. Like you hear that line, you're like, that's some that's some deep shit. And you know, yeah. I feel that in my bones. Like it's a universal medium that everyone can interpret differently but also potentially similarly regardless of what dialogue you speak and there's just lines like that in this anime where i'm just like man this this gets me it's just a good time but it's also very emotional the anime like it it is uh encompassing it's not romanticizing the stress of crunch and creative process the anime itself it's all about passion it's about identity and I guess also emphasizing the differences between hard work and talent. That's a big thing that they they try and double down on right in that first episode where yeah. you see um, Yatora meet one of the other people in his class and he's sort of like, you're so talented. And she sort of got, no, don't, don't confuse that with the hard work. I just work harder than everybody else. I take more time with painting to get to this level. So it, it puts a lot of things in perspective, which which I really appreciate. Yeah, that was a good reflection of himself because he just puts hard work in to get results and because he doesn't get, like, you know, he gets us that, doesn't know how to take a compliment in a way, especially when he's just studying for studying sake because that's what you do. And the first time, like, when the he's puts up his piece at the end and, uh, you know, he's hanging out with the boys and the boys get it and they understand and that just that moment where he's just like, he gets it and that's the sort of real, realness of this anime, I guess. There's, it's pretty real. There's a lot of good issues and it brings a lot of attention to things. 
I quite like this anime. I, I completely agree with you there. Like it's it's funny because like right in those opening opening moments where yeah, the him and his boys are out on the beers watching mm. soccer and pulling all nighters in some random bar watching watching a soccer game. And as as he's going, there's a there's a poster for a Picasso exhibition and just the I guess the the overconfidence and the youthful exu- exuberance that Yatora has. He's like, I could I could do better yeah, I if I do. tried. You know, Picasso yeah. ain't nothing special. Pff, whatever, mate. Like yeah. I, I could piss this in. And so it kind of makes me chuckle because Blue Period as well as a direct reference to Picasso because yeah. that was what, you know, his period was known as in like, I think, 19, like 1900 to 1904 where mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of monochromatic paintings but predominantly using blues and greens. It was a pretty, uh, you know, dark, depressive patch of, of Picasso's life. So I like that they've sort of got this Picasso connective thread throughout the entirety of the 12 episodes as well. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's a lot. I just got to focus on the first episode because there's a lot to. I could just I could dribble on about this show, but yeah, the first episode especially. It's it's got some good hooks, and oh, so I'm trying to think like what was your like I guess in the first episode. How did you feel when he first like sort of stumbles in on the the club to get his ciggies? Yeah, I um I I like that that moment, and it's funny because. That that establishes the rivalry between Yutora and Ryuji really quickly as well, where mm-hmm. where she's this art student, you know, she she's a gorgeous girl, and he's like, oh, you could just, you know, why you waste your time with this? You could just be a model, and and you can tell how how much she cares about this medium. So there's a rivalry, but also a bit of a respect and admiration between the two of them, sort of unspoken in this yeah. episode, definitely, where they know they're both working hard and they're both very talented. But there is a, a little bit of uh, jostling and headbutting uh, established pretty early, and and they're great sort of foils for one another in not only this first episode, with the interactions they have, because she's the first person to validate his his painting that he did anyway, where she's like, "Oh, this is nice, I like this," and then she sees it's done by Yatora, and she's like, "Oh, oh I wish I never I wish saw I this. Know, yeah. you know, I regret everything <laughs> I just said." And so, so it's kind of cool that there is this uh, this rivalry and. You know, respect, but also a bit of annoyance towards one another as well, I mm. guess, because they are talented individuals. So that was, I think, my biggest takeaway from that first interaction with the with the art club. Yeah, and it, like, really, he tries to put on that front that he is this asshole sort of delinquent character. And it's funny how, like, through the show, how you get to know these characters and you really get to see how they tick and how they sort of act and behind this facade these personas that we create in high school so yeah it's it's so interesting there's so many little nuances that's why i like slice of life we can really get into the weeds and it makes the it makes the everyday the mundane sort of like you know puts the importance back onto that yeah yeah do you know what i mean Life isn't always the big moments and the, the spotlights and everything. It's, it's a lot of those smaller, and I'm not going to say nothing moments, but like those smaller, maybe insignificant moments for you at the time that become part of that bigger picture, you know, all those little brush strokes, if we're going to go with a, an art metaphor here, you know, frame and, and create that total canvas. So yeah, this, this anime does it really well. And uh, I, I think with Ryuji as well, what she did really well was she could see straight through Yatora. She's like, you know, you, you're only you're only smoking socially to try and act cool. Like she sees yeah. through all this bullshit and this tough guy act as he's waffling on about, oh, why would you be an art student? There's yeah. there's no money in art. You, you should do this, this and that instead. And she's just like, I call bullshit on you, fella. I see right through you. And I guess she sees him for what he is. And he doesn't really know what he is either at the time because he's still finding himself. Yeah, exactly. He's searching for his identity as well because he doesn't know. He, like, they're coming up to the end of high school and that's so much pressure because you're like, you don't know what's going to happen, you know? And he's like, art school, I mean, I guess um, I'm okay. And, you know, he, it's just an interesting little journey and we've all been there. And so that's what it just makes it so relatable, this one in particular, I find. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And and the art teacher, again, dropping another truth that, that not only resonated with me, but with with Yutora as well, where she goes to him, she goes, instead of thinking about what the world values, instead explore what has value for you. And you're just like, oh, yes. Like more people could take that that sort of meaning or that statement and incorporate that into their way of life because we get so caught up on social media and follow accounts and view counts and listen counts and all that. It's like, you know, park all that aside and, and 
really work out what you hold valuable as opposed to what the rest of society does. Yeah, that's it. Hey, it's all, and I found it quite inspiring as a show, like to that would reflect back in my own creative process. Like that's it. You just just do it, and it doesn't really matter if you're doing it for anyone. Do it for yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. do what's important for you at the end of the day. And that was a really strong message that I found, you know, through this anime. Yeah, and the good thing too is like it does have these really raw honest heartfelt moments but then it does mix in some humor like you're meeting and familiarizing yourself with his his delinquent crew and mm-hmm. when they're first taking art for the for that first time and, and he's like you know i'm gonna paint some titties yeah. you know and, <laughs> and then the art teacher comes along and is sort of giving giving them feedback it's about you know, are you going criticism. to quote like big voluptuous breasts are they going to bounce this way or how are they going to look so she's getting in on it too like yeah so they have these very teenage boy base moments, which I think, you know, as two men that were teenage boys once upon oh, a time can completely like, relate to or even relate to this day because we're still Yeah, yeah, you know, we're still got, boys got a heart. track of mind. <laughs> but there is those moments, so it's not all just constant like philosophical soul searchy stuff. They do break it up with more relatable day to day and and yeah, the jokes and just some some more casual banter which which is appreciated. Mm, absolutely. Hey. Uh, how'd you find the music? And the sounds, because I found the sound was really, like, it really helped resonate and set the scenes. Yeah, like, it, it felt it felt like it was subdued, but not in a way where it didn't add weight or add more context to the scenes. Like, I never found myself, like, focusing on, in on the, the background music track and going, damn, this is a banger or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly, like, yeah. It added so much more impact to some of those big moments, especially those in the zone creative dreamlike sequences and stuff and just this real like light-hearted whimsical sort of uh music that accompanied that i'm like yeah, this is very ethereal and that's dreamlike the right and, and i'm all about it yeah it was yeah it was, it was so good uh book ended by well i mean the, the the intro and the outro i'm not huge into um the sort of intro outro scenes as they would be but i mean i found mm-hmm. these ones all right yeah, they're pretty easy. Like, and and it's a, it's a bit of a toe tapper. Like, I I can appreciate a good anime intro or outro. Like the 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 intro uh, video that accompanies the track doesn't change throughout the throughout the twelve episodes. From what I can mm. remember, I think no. It stays yeah, consistent. as far as I know, it stays the same two songs. Yeah, I so, so there's the no tells. The end. Yeah, me too, me too. But um, yeah, nice nice little banger sets sets the the mood off right as you as you're with your tour and and his journey into into the art space and, and him realizing that, yeah, this is his passion and this is what he wants to do. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to see him and be right there beside him as far as, you know, he's, I'm, I'm assuming they're 16 or so, 17 maybe at this age. Yeah. I get the vague they're in what year 10. So yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool to be right beside him as he's starting to discover who he is and find himself and go, you know what, this is, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. And seeing the resistance and the concern with his parents, like they sort of say in this first episode, you know, we, we don't have a lot of money. We can't take you. Like we can't get you to a private college. And that's why it really drills down to, he can only go to uh, Tokyo Gaidai, which is the university of arts, which is a more reasonably priced college. But mm. as, as I mentioned in the lead in, they pretty much only bring in five new students every year. So it's, yes. uh, it's, it's extremely competitive and sets the stakes really high right from the get go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we, as the obviously as the show progresses, it, you know, focuses on him trying to get into into university, and uh, yeah, like it's funny. So many parallels again, just to the real world to relate of my own life. So going on that journey myself, actually, like trying to get into art school and mm-hmm. doing the doing that little crash course to build your portfolio and your work to get in, you know into the thing we didn't have to set tests though all we had to do was rock up with a with a folio of work which, which still wouldn't have been any less stressful like oh, to no, know no. what to put in that folio as far as what's the best foot you put forward yeah like, i remember doing my major work in year 10 and year 11 well yeah you had to submit your portfolio with your major work and, and mm-hmm. just the stress in that whole creative process was was intense because like as as we know, and and a lot of people listening as well, like the creative process, it's not linear. You might go days without having a potential spark of creative oomph to to get back in and and start painting, drawing, writing, whatever it is. And then other times you might be doing it for for five days straight, and then just it just wanes, and you've got to take a break. Like it's it's not a minute by minute type of uh, process, that's for sure. 
Yeah, and speak like speaking of creative process, like how the anime itself actually takes the time to show his creative process like especially when the in the first episode he paints that blue and he's all like okay i'm just gonna mess around and they're like they're kind of actually slowly teaching a little bit of color theory and stuff which i quite like what i love about anime is all like you know the shows can actually especially the slice of life stuff and the stuff based on real you know they sort of teach you the the game as you go along and it was just nice to see like i was like oh you know if i try mixing out with the green and then layer it i'll get different tones of the blue and i can go back and draw and then as he's discovering he's making discoveries he's in his own talent and his own skills which you know leads his own creative process it was just i just really loved how the anime sort of handled that and then all the other characters because they sort of like dabble on their you know as it opens up on their creative processes yeah it's 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 really educational like it's it's not only informative and entertaining and emotional but yeah that educational Mm. piece like you mentioned when you can take something away to potentially utilize in real life from anything that you consume is always a win i think whether it be watching a film anime listening to music whatever it is if you can then try and incorporate those learnings into your life or or try and do it yourself i think it's it's really cool And, and i'm I'm rubbish with paint. I am so bad with paint. I'm I'm passable with watercolor, but like mm-hmm. acrylics and stuff, forget about it. I've always been like pen, pencil, charcoal type of guy. So I watch this and I do get envious of the art students a little bit, the way that they can translate their their thoughts and, and feelings onto onto a canvas. But also the way that the the anime is animated. And they like it looks like genuine like paint, like you're seeing the brush strokes happen and the way you can see the texturing on the canvases they're painting onto. It's not just like a, a smooth plane with with an image slapped on top of it. Like it looks like a genuine painted art canvas. So that's a big testament to uh, Seven Arcs, who is the production company behind Blue Period, because I thought it was gorgeous in that in that capacity. Yeah, so they're not like uh, especially they're not like a huge production company that we normally know about as well i mean they've like obviously they've been around for years starting with trinity 7 and all this sort of stuff but you know they're not one of the big names and it's it's really good just to appreciate just the studio themselves and just just like you said the time that they spend on the canvas not to make it look just like a picture and the sculptures and just the, the 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 attention to detail that they actually take with the the mediums and all the equipment and the artistic stuff that they do in the show yeah they, they respect that sort of art creation obviously they're artists themselves oh but yeah, just yeah, the, yeah the the love and care and attention to detail and the respect that they show in in just you know minor minor frames where it might be just a, a frame held up on one of these paintings for a few seconds like you can only imagine the amount of hours that went into that from an artist at the at the studio that put that together and you can really see that love and care come through in in a lot of the scenes and a lot of the frames on blue period like it is stunning yeah it's a stunning anime and like again with those ethereal dreamlike sequences when he's sort of like contextualizing his work and his brain i guess uh again yeah just they were so well animated and again i just love the quietness and the stillness of it and it doesn't have that um like we're recycling frames feel either it's very just steel and it still breathes it still feels alive i guess is mm. a way to put it that's a perfect way to describe it yeah it, it is a very living anime like every, every scene and every new episode or new character introduction or new location it, it's yeah, it's not recycled they haven't just uplifted something and, and added a malibu stacy new hat-esque type yeah, of thing yeah, to yeah. it like it's all it's, it's all fresh and and painstakingly done to a high level of detail. So yeah, I, I love it. Um, did you did you watch the sub or the dub? Like as as a as an anime fan of with long standing reputation in the space, mm-hmm. do you typically lean sub to be like? Do you want to say you're more traditional or whatever? Or are you a dub guy? You don't care depending on the time, depending on what you're doing. What do you do? All right. So what I basically say is it's whatever I press play and whatever it turns up as. So if I'm watching it, so I'm watching Blade of the Immortal right now. I'm watching it subtitled uh, with original voice actors. And yeah, Blue Period, I watched dubbed because I press play on Netflix. Go, let's go. It was delivered in, in English. But I'm one of those crazy people that have subtitles on everything because the audio mixing sometimes is so out of the place in some shows. So yeah, it plays to have, you know, I just put the subtitles on. I'm just one of those crazy people. 
So watching it dubbed and seeing it actually subtitled, you can. there's a few nuances difference with the deliveries of the lines, but it's pretty spot on. But yeah, again, I really liked all the voice actors. There wasn't all the, there wasn't as many usual suspects as we've been, you know, especially with the new, the way the anime is nowadays, with them pumping it out. Uh, yeah, I really, I watched it dubbed. I liked it. Uh, the deliveries were all good. I'm not. I'm not about to. It's not a hill I'm going to die on. That's for sure. Subbed or dubbed, I don't really care. Whatever I press play. Though I got to say, I got to watch Dragon Ball sub uh, dubbed. Like, yep, yep. And generally, I'll watch it whatever is how I started it. So, like Naruto, for example, I watch that all subtitled. No offense to the dubs, I just can't do it. I'm so used to the Japanese voices with the subtitles that I just can't. The dubs are more like, oh, what's going on here? This is a bit weird. But yeah, yeah, anime to anime, and it, I will say it is easier to watch dubbed when I'm like doing something else, or if I'm at a busy area, or in like you know in the at work on my iPad watching it. Like it's a bit easier with all the the no the noise going around to watch it. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, whatever, just press play. That's how I see it. <laughs> that's that's the perfect way to describe it. Just press play and just just watch it however you're most comfortable. Like I I try and like I typically watch dub most of the time because yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually doing other things so it's nice that i don't have to give it 110 percent of my attention all the time but i do find myself sometimes playing the sub track at the same time but then i get distracted and just stare in or zone in on the sub track and not be able to do the other things i'm trying to do so yeah I sort of damned if I do, damned if I don't really when it comes to any form of sub-bass track. So I, I've started taking them out more and more. But if it's an anime that engrosses me, I'm I'm all in anyway. But if it's something where it's, it's you know, Isekai is a great one because yep. most of the time it is just lighthearted, whimsical nothingness. Mm-hmm. I can tinker on my phone or fluff about over there at the same time yep. and not lose any major narrative beats. But no, I was giving Blue Period my full attention. The, the vocal work from the English cast is well done. Like you said, it's it's a different uh, different cast that's handling that than the usual suspects of, as far as maybe the two dozen or maybe a dozen or so primary yeah. English-speaking uh, voice actors we seem to churn through in the anime space. But everyone that's represented in this first season is voiced really well. There's, there's no cringy over-the-topness. They're all very realized characters. They're all grounded. They're all relatable. There's no caricatures or parodies going on here with any of the any of the characters you meet in episode one and future episodes. So, yeah, you can't go wrong whether you want to do the sub or the dub track. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. So, like I said, it's not it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Whatever, just appreciate it and enjoy anime and you know, at the show as it is. Here, here. So on on that that same sort of statement, let's let's flip that. So let's talk about maybe anything that you didn't appreciate in. Blue Period, episode one, is there anything that you didn't enjoy or did you have an overall pretty positive experience or is there anything that sort of uh, ground your gears, so to speak? The only thing that probably, you know, ground my gears was either Yakitori was, he was a bit, no, uh, he was a bit of an asshole to begin with, you know, with some of his interactions with other characters. But, you know, I think it's like we said, you know, it's just this facade that he's putting up and you get to finally see that sort of breakdown as the show progresses. But, you know, I was like, oh. You know, it was a little bit, and then I was like, oh, he's a bit of an asshole. Am I going to like this guy? But then, you know, as, you know, by the end of the episode, you sort of connect a bit more with him to understand. That's about the only thing that really grinded my gears at all was like, but, you know, you kind of needed that for him to understand his point of view and his character and to see where he's sort of coming from. And he's just, you know, he's just a, he's just a dumbass 17 year old boy. Like we've all been, Um, but it's sort of, it's also confronting to know, like you've been that asshole in some degrees not like this exact same situation, but we've all been dumb, dumb idiots and said, said the wrong insensitive things and that sort of stuff in, you know, in our youth. Exactly. Exactly. Like it is a, a big period of growing up, not only for the characters in the anime, but yeah, all of us really, we're, we're mm. still trying to learn who we are and our likes and dislikes and where we fit into life at that stage. So yeah, it's relatable. And the, the way the anime ends, or at least episode one ends, I should say is, Yatora mentions, he says, it felt like my heart is starting to beat again. Like as, yes. as he's as he's fallen into this artistic and creative process and he's he sort of found, I guess, his place and he's found his his meaning or his direction in life. And it's a really touching moment to end the episode on because 
yeah, like you mentioned, we, we meet we meet him and he's yeah this cool badass from without a cause that's yeah, yeah he's also trying very so smart hard, and, you know the best at everything like you know he just eases effortlessness. But then behind the scenes, you see how goddamn hard he works all the time to have this fake front of being effortless and cool and all that. So you're seeing those layers get stripped back the more that brush hits the canvas, and then yeah, you, you, he has this real human moment like you mentioned earlier where his friends realize what the painting was and he cries because he's starting to sort of have a connection with not only, I guess, his front he puts up and who he actually is and they're meeting, I guess, somewhere in between in that moment. And then, yeah, that that line where it rolls to credits where, yeah, feels like my heart is starting to beat again. That's a really simple line, but really powerful and impactful line, I think, to, to end that first episode on as a big hook. You're like, whoa, yeah, that's what it hit totally me in the feels. I want more of this. Yes, exactly right. It totally drew me in because, again, like the whole journey that you sort of go through with with him, by the end, you're like, he's like, I'm finally, my heart's beating again. You're like, yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's let's go on this adventure. As simple as it is, is, you know, art adventure, the creative process. But, you know, it, it's, it's still an adventure. It's a great adventure. And yeah, after like my first time viewing this, like that ending, I was, I'm like, I'll run through a wall for you, bro. Like I'm with you. (laughs) You need our supplies. I'll go straight to the shops. I'll get them right now. (laughs) We're going to get you to college. We're going to do this together. I'm your biggest cheerleader now. Let's get it. So yeah, I was, I was super hyped. So yeah, we, we buried the lead a little bit at the beginning there as far as will you continue to watch? We've confirmed that yes, you will. And yes, you've watched the entirety of uh, the 12 it. episodes. Yeah, you consumed all of Blue Period, but we'll quickly jump onto the last word presented by our friends over at Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops courtesy of japancrate.com. So, Tom, let's get your last word on Blue Period. Tell the audience what, uh, what your final thoughts were on this fantastic little uh, slice of life anime known as Blue Period. Well, Blue Period, it's, 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 it's such a great show, all right? And you know what I'm going to say? It's easily to watch. It's on Netflix. So it's not even hard. It's not, there's no, like, gatekeeping. You can, everyone's got Netflix at this point. So check it out, especially if you're not sure about anime and you think it's all, you know, exactly what this show is about. This is... This anime is one of those shows. It's more, it's more than hentai. It's actually the going on a creative period... A, a creative journey with these characters. It's just... And it hit... Being a creative type like yourself, it really resonated with me and like being a, a former art student like it's spot on like the journey that they go through and the class and we've all had the teachers like that and yeah it was just i really really liked it <laughs> me too me too it is great and it is very underrated and it like obviously 170,000 odd people have have reviewed it on my anime list which is i guess you could say the the communal anime bible when it when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, community based voting and, and getting a real temperature check on if an anime is good or bad and you know it scores very well but a lot of people in my broader circle don't ever mention blue period as a slice of life anime that's worth checking out so hopefully people listening to this do give it a look because it is really great and it's real, it's relatable, it's raw and it's just a really intimate um, story about that creative process and yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly right. It is intimate and it takes you and you're on a journey. That, that's what I can say. Just watching the characters, you know, grow and find their identities. It is, it's, it is a little touching story and we've all been there. So it's very relatable. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, check it out. Available on Netflix, as Tom mentioned. So you've got real no excuses to, to watch it because yeah, none. who doesn't have a Netflix account? And if you don't, message me and I'll, I'll share my details and you can check yeah, it out on. on my behalf <laughs> because it's fantastic. But man, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai. Tom, the floor is yours now to to share your, I guess, upcoming content that you wanted to, to mention and promote, any, any other places where listeners can find you. And just anything else you want to say, the, the floor is yours to uh, to spruik your wares as much or as little as you'd like. Well, thank you. Well, firstly, thanks for letting me come onto the show. This is was a huge opportunity. I just love to talk about anime, so this was a great opportunity. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the, the socials. Just follow me on uh, at the Wraith WA on all the social medias. You can even follow me on PlayStation. I'm a bit of a trophy hunter myself. Uh, otherwise, Twitch.tv, the Wraith WA is where I do all my streaming content. Like we said, painting miniatures, building Gundams, waxing poetically about uh, anime. Normally, it's a rant. 
depending what I've been watching. Uh, and yeah, just check out the my socials. I'm all about it on Instagram, doing work in progress, but at the Wraith WA on everything. I got all my ducks in a line all those years ago and got my handle sorted. That's my one tip. <laughs> and, and I love that's that's a great tip because there is nothing worse than if you've got a great idea or you. You're breaking into social media for the first time, and then it's like, okay, so over here it's got an underscore, over there it's got a space. You, you just, if you can get consistency on all your handles, mm-hmm. the easier it's going to be for everybody to find you. So, so hat tip to you for getting in early in the Wraith WA. All those being years everywhere. ago with wrestling. That's what, yeah. That's it. Just had to get the moniker out there. It's a fantastic pastime. On the wrestling front, have you got any mm-hmm. like footage on your socials? Like, no, maybe might be legacy posts. Legacy, there is legacy posts. Uh, I have an unlisted match. Uh, otherwise, all the stuff that the, the, the wrestling promotion that I was attached to, I went through a rebranding and I got rid of a lot of the old archive footage. Um, I've vicious. got some stuff hidden away on a hard drive somewhere, but I've got to dust it off and actually do it. Okay. But yeah, it was you literally should. like to about a year ago, it all got archived and gone. But it's not really gone. I'm sure it's around there somewhere. But no, there's no, there's not much wrestling footage of me, unfortunately. You just, just got to look especially hard, listeners. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of photos of me on, uh, if you want to scroll all the way back on Instagram and the Facebook pages, they're there. If you just, you, it's, it's archived, it's old. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to scroll on the Instagram. I, I don't really touch Facebook, but I'm going to scroll that Instagram page. And I'm going to see you in your in your wraith attire with that uh, with that sort of crucifix, white paint, and everything. I, I want I want in. I want. Yeah, to it's out there. Life. It's out there. You just got to dig a little. Yeah, and and listeners, once you're done digging, be sure to rate, view, subscribe this podcast as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. Those ratings and reviews. Help keep those emotional lights on in all our hearts. It takes no time, costs you no money, means the world to us. So just pay it forward where you can. If you wanted to throw some money into our pocket, you can do so over at our official merch store, shop8bit.net, to get the best geek culture-based merchandise in the universe. Cannot confirm nor deny that is a true statement, but shop8bit.net is the place to check it out. But yeah, Tom, thank you so much for stopping on by. It's been an absolute pleasure riffing here with you on Blue Period. I think the resounding final statement on Blue Period is check it out, do yeah, yourselves a favor, and get it into your eyeballs as soon as you can. It's a, it's a good weekend binge. It's only 12 yes, episodes. 12 you episodes. You can smash it real quick. Easy. Yeah. Easy to smash through. But listeners, whether your anime be sub, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay hungry, and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye. <laughs>